Sanford is where Hot Fuzz is, isn't it? Hello. Sanford on Thames, isn't it, or something like that? Some apart. Yeah, it, 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 it it's Sanford on something, is it? Sanford oh. on Thames, yeah. Though I didn't see a lot of water. To be fair, it's mostly alcohol. We <laughs> saw a lot of liquid, just not the right sort. So I didn't. I didn't see you at all yesterday, Bruce. I got there quite early because I was worried about the car parking. Yeah, so did we. And then, <laughs> and then all I saw you and your happy little face, and that's the only way to describe it. Looking back at the crowd, I think you were stood in like the the entrance way of the you know where people come out. I, I didn't. I didn't make it beyond the entrance way. I don't think I fell over. Did you see me fall over? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, but I, um, a, a step tripped me up. Well, I didn't know steps could do that. That's oh, terrible. H or yeah, H, yeah, I think so. And um, you looked so happy at that last Christmas chant. I never seen you beaming so much. It's like you'd found some arcane uh, footage from eighteen seventy eight. I do remember turning around and looking up at the sort of the rows of town fans behind me, and then. I think I felt a bit dizzy or something, so I had to turn around again. Let's have a sit down. It was a yeah, or a fall down. It was a uh, it was a good day. I mean, I don't remember a lot of the match. I, I'm, I'm I'm hoping tonight can sort of fill in the gaps. I've watched the highlights. I remember it being a shit experience. I mean, the it was dead foggy, wasn't it? And I couldn't be coping with a three sided ground every every week. It'd do my head in. I put I tweeted earlier. I, can you imagine sitting in that in the opposite end to those seats and oh sorry to that car park space and just looking at a goal with nothing behind it every every two weeks? It just do my head in. There's, there's times in my period following town, mate. That'd have been um, something I'd like to have done. Yeah, no, it just was shit. Imagine I, when I, it gets I, a wind up in there. God, <clears throat> oh, wick. I can see why they want to move grounds again. Um, but it's just, I mean, like you said, I think you said, Alex, that. You know, you've been to Milton Keynes this week and Oxford, and dedicated. Thank God, thank God we didn't get our stadium at Great Coast. I just, I just, it was yes. I mean, I mean, we we went to the Casting Wheel, and we'll obviously come on to that in in good time. But it was in a village next to. You know, we had to. You, you, well, we got a taxi, but it was nearly a mile away from the the nearest pub. Unless you want to drink in the bowl and alley, which is so depressing, isn't it? What is this? Mm. Yeah, or you want to go for a pint in Frankie and Benny's? I mean, that's absolute bollocks. It's just rubbish. So, um, yeah. The only reason I'd have loved, loved, there's only reason I'd have loved Freeman Street is because it has still been in town. But like Great Coats or the other one next to the freaking cemetery, like where would we have gone for a drink if it had been built at the Mm. cemetery? Where would we have gone? Where's the nearest pub? I'll have a look. Someone might have uh, might be able to. Well, pull it's it the Hainton, but that's not a proper pub anymore, is it? Isn't um, that a Milligan Carter? Yeah, there was a, there was a point yesterday when we was walking from the pub to the ground that we're walking the wrong way up a dual carriageway, and I'm I'm saying to Jack, "Are we sure this is the way? It doesn't seem like this is the dedicated place to stage the wrong way up a dual carriageway." It was. It. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. The the, the, the pub was was lovely, but it's just not a football match experience, is it? You know to. Like you say, Mike, I mean, we park the car halfway, drop the lads at the pub, and then we park the car halfway uh, between the pub and the ground so we didn't have too far to walk after, thank God. And um, it was just like, like you say, you're just walking down a dual carriageway on the, on, on the grass verge, and it's just like, this is just, cr-. you know, please just give us stadiums that are in town. I mean, the other one that was, would have been all right for us was the docks, Alex, because I think, you, you know, you're still within walking distance there of Fremo, um, you know, those that like Doc's beers have gotten, you know, that wouldn't be far away. And and it'd probably revitalise, you know, some of the sort of the pubs down the that end of Fremo, you know, would have been re- revitalised by that. But 
God, can you imagine that as your home experience going to that once every couple of weeks? It's just that'd be shit, wouldn't it? It really would. You so can reach the, nearest, the Premier League, you reach the Premier League yeah. and it'd still be shit. So the nearest uh, pubs, if we'd have built our stadium near Scatha Cemetery, would have been the Miller and Carter, um, the Farmhouse Pub in New Waltham, the Pear Tree, which I only ever go into for two for one, uh, and the Rose and Crown. In in like there's just Shatter. a big yeah. But I, th- I I beg to differ because I think that well I say beg to differ. I, I think um, the wheat sheep would but, be closer. The wheat sheep would be isn't all that far, is it? And the pubs in town, but that, yeah, that would have been crap. And I feel Private, bad that yeah. I felt bad for the, the time I I encouraged the the move to that because I I falsely believed that we needed a new stadium as the old owners and directors told us. I still think it would be. I, st- I, I personally still think, I, I'm not a mass, I'm not the hugest fan of Blundell Park, but my God, it's so much better. You do feel like you're at least you're part of something. And it's a bit, as an away fan, you know, I quite like Crawley because I could just drive park behind the, the away end. It's free of charge. I watch us lose. And then I'm back on the M23 within five minutes. But I don't want that as my home ground experience. No, no. Like I say, o- o- Oxford was poor. Milton Keynes is is poor. Uh, yeah, I just no, I, I just I don't want that. But just before we start properly, I, I must give. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was Bruce. <laughs> no, he, he wanted he wanted to come and say hello. Say hello, hello everybody. Me. Hello, mate. You're right. Hi, mate. He's gone. He didn't care. Rude. No, no. Um, yeah, my, Mike wasn't in the pub at the time, mate. but but when we arrived. We, we arrived in the Catherine wheel and there was just our lot, which was the five of us that were in our car. Young Sam was there, eager, e- eager, eagerly awaiting our arrival with a pint in his hand. And then there was a group of about eight town youth. And as I walked in, like I say, we dropped the, <laughs> we, we dropped the other lads off. And as we walked in, our lot were just pissing themselves. There was water all over the pool table. It was just like... And what had happened was the young lads had been playing darts and they'd missed the board. And I'm not kidding, Mike, you saw the dartboard. There was there must have yeah. there must have been four or five feet of wood either side in a circle all the way around the board, wasn't there? It was it was It was meters, they, not 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 centimeters. And, 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 and they'd managed to miss the miss the dartboard, Alex, miss the backing board, and they'd gone straight into a water pipe. <laughs> That's a, amazing. Heat, a, a heating pipe, right? And the women the the, the staff were all on the floor clearing up. Like I say, there was a streak of water, you know, like somebody had turned a hose pipe on across the pool table, which must have been, what, Mike, 15 feet from the wall? Yeah, um, wrong way. Uh, and, and anyway, cut a long story quite short. They had to call a plumber out, right? So the poor old plumber was trying to do his job. We'd had a few different shots and pints and everything. So he was told he didn't know what he was doing by quite a few people. And, <laughs> and he was trying to sort of take it quite well. So he came and did his job. Anyway, Nutty, who was with us, said to the barmaid, what, what did that cost you? And she went, oh, we had to pay a £50 call out. He was only there about 20 minutes, you know, sort of made it look like he was doing stuff and then put a bit of gaffer tape around it and left. And um, so anyway, we did a name card. The town fans did a name card to pay for the for the £50 call out. She gave us a name card from behind the bar, £30 to Will, Will the winner, and uh, £50 to the bar, to the, the pub, to pay for their damage that we'd done. So football fans get a bad rap, but... To be, poor old Will though. Poor old Will. To, he was forced to spend his money on shots anyway, Mike, wasn't he? <laughs> Will he get the shots in? Will he get the shots in? It was. Oh, it was. It was. It was a great atmosphere in the pub, and a good time was had by all. Probably too good. Poor and old the Sam, real winner. We've got to mention. We've got to mention Sam, haven't we? Aren't we, aren't we Mike as well. Oh, he got poor stitched old, up. Poor old Sam got stung with a sixty-two pound round. 
<laughs> it'll come out of our pockets anyway, so it doesn't really matter. He, 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 he stood it though. To be fair, the bottom lip shook for a th- about thirty seconds, and he was he, he went a bit red and a bit blotchy, and then and then he then he, and then he tapped his card, and we all had oh, he did we all had, we, we all had we, we all had double double Baileys. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a baby Guinness. That's a Guinness. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was it was it was quite a large amount of uh, Baileys. Yeah, but we had. I just like the idea what, that what, Sam's trying. Sam's trying to fake it and just says beep as his card hits the machine, <laughs> trying to pull it away quickly. Yeah, pretend that he tapped it. Yeah, yeah. No, what, 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 what did we have? Like, we, we had we, we had nutty bombs, which I think is Amaretto and Red Bull. Um, we had we had um, it was like tequila rose. We had we had tequila rose, Mike. I think we did. Uh, we I had, didn't, but some people did. Yeah, we had tequila rose. We had uh, sambuca. Yeah, it was it was no, no wonder the game was messy. These pod days are quite messy. <laughs> I mean, at least Sam didn't leave his underwear somewhere, I guess. So, you know, it's not a That we know of. There was a few moments in Tootin where I wasn't sure where he was. He did send me a drunken message, though. I I genuinely... No, 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 it was... No, he got got offended by... I I put a message on the the group, on the the WhatsApp, on our WhatsApp, didn't I? About 10, 15 minutes after we'd left the pub. Is Sam okay? Because... He was obviously a bit drunk, and then he messaged me and said, "Have I upset you or, or, or something?" And, and, I was, and anyway, I messaged him back this morning because I couldn't read my phone yesterday because my my eyes don't work very well without my glasses these days. And um, yeah, I was like, "What are you on about?" I was just checking if you were all right. Ah, oh, oh, sorry. You know how easily offended these youngsters are. But yeah, it was quite. Should, worse we, talk about, should, we, should we talk about the game? Not really. We lost. Next yeah, one. When we FA Cup. FA Cup dreams over. <laughs> Artel out. <laughs> At least they got Coventry away. That's shit. Another, that's yeah, another car park and that's another car park in the middle of nowhere. God, could you imagine? The FA Cup would do that to us as well, wouldn't it? Just miserable places to go and go from there, really. Uh that says launch. Is that right? I might where have I put the theme? Oh right, okay. Shall we try? We're in trouble if you're asking us. Let's go for oh, it. No. Right, let's go with this one. Open wide for some soccer! And now the shipping forecast issued by the Met Office on behalf of the Maritime and Coast Guard Agency at my mic on yeah they decided to have a little bit of a uh, fart halfway through that welcome everyone to the dead 35 podcast uh, i'm joined by mike and i think jack though his, hello uh, there we go another man that was worse for wear yesterday who said to me i haven't been this drunk in three years and then proceeded to nearly fall on a poor woman in front of him uh, it was I, I felt better today i seemingly have to do this once every sort of seven or eight months just to re-remind myself why i've uh Packed in, uh, packed in the fun days, and uh, God, I felt like shit today. Christ, that that boy Bruce started it all. That naughty Bruce. <laughs> I mean, Bruce is looking in, quite uh, small. They're going to tooting till uh, God knows what time. Did you go to tooting, Bruce? You didn't, did you? 
No, me and Mike went to Tooting. No, well, yeah, they, no, no. We, I, I was, I was, I was scraped into the car and returned up north. Well, that, we, got back, yeah, we well, got back in. We got back about half eight, which wasn't too bad. I think I slept some other way. Um, but yeah, I think I, I was all right though because I stopped. I feel all right today because I, I stopped drinking. I didn't drink after the game. Bloody hell, I didn't need any more. Um, so I sort of just sat in the car and had a, I had a hangover by about six o'clock. Um, so Jack's but, either yeah, playing FIFA or he's at a Sunday league game. Sorry, Bruce. <laughs> Jack is playing FIFA. There we go. What were you saying? Sorry, Bruce. <laughs> is that a penalty, Jack? Uh, no, it was a corner to the opposition. So you do have my full attention. I uh, I was. It's out. Mid- yeah, midway through, midway through. <laughs> if if Jack okay. gets it past <laughs> the first first post, he gets a prize. <laughs> I don't know how to turn the bloody thing off. How do you? Uh, there's you like, the, the telly's muted, but there's now the controller makes noise, and uh, that's never helpful. Just press the round button in the middle, mate, and it'll just wait for you to come back after you finish. <laughs> <laughs> right, you. I'm. I'm. I'm all yours. I'm all yours. Uh, Wayne says hi. So does Tim. So does Ben. He's going through the list of pubs. Uh, Ollie saying non-stop tavern. Evening, evening, Daniel. Uh, welcome, everyone. It'd be great to get your thoughts because this is the first week, Dave, David Artel. Did I get his name wrong or something, Bruce? You went, ooh? Did I get his name wrong? No, that was me pretending about how pissed I was. I didn't even know uh, didn't, didn't know what was going on. It was, it was a shit joke, obviously. No, do you know what? My best joke yesterday was there is no, there's no man more optimistic in football than the town player on the far post at a town corner. That's the most optimistic person in the whole of football. Because no way is the ball getting there. A new man in charge, same set pieces, though, you know, give him give him a couple of weeks. Um, me and Jack are dedicated. We've seen both games, you know. We've travelled the length and breadth of the southeast to watch town. This is what Scunny fans must be like with regional football, really. Um, and uh, 1-1 with MK Dons and then the defeat at Oxford. Let's start with Oxford because Grimsby Town's FA Cup dreams are over. We are no longer... FA Cup quarterfinalists. Uh, we are we are out. Bruce, what did you make of it? If you can remember any of it, and that's why I'm going to you first. Bloody hell! I was going to say. Um, I remember they scored a couple of times. Um, the first they they scored at sort of bad. T- I know there's never a good time to concede, but the first goal. I don't know if we were in the ground quite for kickoff or not, but. I think we were because we got we would have been late. But we got a taxi in the end. Um, the first goal seemed to come with one of their first attacks, and you're like, "Here we go!" And then I noticed I, I didn't have a clue when the second goal was, but it was 75 minutes, and and presumably that killed us off, did it? Uh, you know, it, we probably weren't getting back into it after that. I saw, I have, did watch the highlights, and we had a we had with the chance where he slipped over after that after their second goal. Um, yeah, Donovan Wilson slipped over and missed a one on one as well. The one-on-one, the one-on-one, I thought was pretty poor. I thought it was yes. a pretty poor FE. It was basically a left foot swinger that it looked like all he wanted to do was put it on target. And I would expect a professional running through on goal with the, because he had a bit of time. To be fair, he didn't. You know, it, it, it was played into his path. It wasn't. It wasn't like it was a snapshot. I thought he should have done better with that one. Um, and we had another one in the at the other end. Uh, in, the, in the another one in the second half, didn't we? That somebody put over the bar. I can't remember. I can't remember who that was, but but yeah, I, I thought we, we we looked all right, and it was the it was the the old problem, wasn't it, that of us not being clinical enough, which which we've talked about, uh, you know, over at different points during this season, um, and we just didn't take our chances, and and they took they did, and we're out. And as you say, we're no longer quarter finalists, and that's probably as much as I can tell you, mate. To be fair, well, Richard Young follows it up with he wasn't even sure if he made it for kickoff. This is Dion Dublin quality analysis. So you know you've been roundly scolded, Bruce. Just a shit Dion Dublin. 
<laughs> just a shit DRW. Daniel Lewis is right. It was Rose that slipped. Um, that says a lot about my reporting as well. And I was sober. Mike, what did you make of it? I thought town were, you know, I thought we gave as good as we got. And, we, you know, with a decent, decent, you know, a, you know, a bit of finishing, we could have well been, well been away with that. Yeah. I don't think it was a game that if you looked at it, not knowing which team was in which division. You, I, I don't think you'd have had much of a chance of telling. I don't think you could see a massive gulf in class. I think the only difference was one team was more clinical and, and took its opportunities. The other team didn't. Um, I think the first goal we conceded, a bit of a, you know, a bit frustrating because it's from our corner and we've pushed everybody up. So, you know, um, it's disappointing to concede that. But again, you can't fault it because it's through boldness, you know. So we, we've mentioned a lot about trying to trying to make most of set plays and free kicks and corners. Um, so I can't really blame them for for going for it. Um, just there, it just fell to their winger who just had had Conte on toast and went down down the left hand side. Good good save by Cartwright, I think it was, and then fell to a man to to put home. Um, second goal, I thought. I thought we were beaten. Too, we gave the ball away too easily. Um, we were beaten too easily. Malarkey on the right, and then there's a free header in the centre of the box, and they're the two differences in the game all over. I think with us, I think it was very interesting. I, I lost. I used to lose count in my times. So the centre halves would play a hopeful ball into the channel with no no sort of um, plan behind it. But yesterday, I didn't no, notice much of that. We were really trying to play with the football. Um, and that's the thing I've noticed over the last week is we're having a good go with it. Um, and I think that summarises the last two games under our tell is how they go. Um, I also like the fact that in midfield, he's, he played Conte very much as a one with Clifton and Hunt further forward. That's different from what we've seen. Um, and he very much looks like he likes to play people that are good on the ball and can and and can create something. So I think all in all, I think we played well. I think we we were well in the game. I think the only difference is maybe that golfing class at finishing and taking your chances. Other than that, I think we were we were just about as good as they were. Uh, and let's not forget they're top of League One. So or in a top couple. So yeah, it's a good game. Um and positive signs in, in my my eyes. I think you're right, Mike. The- uh, the second the second goal was an was awful defending. Uh, when I watched it on the, when I watched the replay, because you I mean, to be fair, you couldn't make a lot. It was pretty foggy, wasn't it at times? Um, no, that's just, the, that's, just yeah. that's my excuse. That's my excuse anyway. Um, it was I think on the replay. There's, there's, we've got at least three men on. There's three of our players I think round the near the in the penalty, in the six yard box, and there's no one within two what two three yards of their centre forward or the guy that scored, which is with that's poor at any level. And, and I'm sure that that'll be that'll be brought up with them because um, it, it wasn't good enough, and, and obviously it killed the game off. But yeah, their first goal, he was rapid, wasn't he? He just like you say, he left left Conti for dead. And I can confirm for you, it was Harvey Cartwright that made the save. Yeah, I think Cartwright um, did really, really well and has done well the last couple of games. He, he still looks like he's got a bit of a, a nervous error in him, but I thought he pulled off some great saves yesterday. And I think with Donovan Wilson, with that used to him coming on and the first opportunity he gets or or what have you, he, he, he slots it in. And just, just yesterday, he had a couple of good chances and just couldn't, um, couldn't do that and I think if he slots that that effort he has and uh, where Rose slips over I think that game end, ends a lot differently because I think we were very much on the ascendancy there uh, and we could have maybe maybe got the second if we got the first We said as well that yeah I think you're right I think Harvey Cartwright did look a little bit dodgy when he at the start of the season he was playing obviously in the pizza trophy games or whatever it's called now and um, and he looked dodgy but he was coming in for a game once every 
what five or six games in the league. He was coming. He was he was coming in and expected to be able to turn it on for one game. And uh, I think now he looks like the better of the two. And and to be honest, if you look at the two of them, I mean, Jake Eastwood's what twenty six, I think he is something like that. And he's only played a handful of games in his in his in his career, uh, you know, in the in the football league on loan and things like that. Cartwright's career, you you would expect that Harvey Cartwright is probably expected to have a better career. So I think you might have to ride it out with him, but he's not quite where he's not quite come to us at the level that Dean Henderson did. But he's certainly a player whose career should be going on an upward trajectory, uh, you know, in the future. And uh, and I think that I think that he's going to probably make himself number one, which is a bit of a shame with him being on loan and, and Eastwood being ours for the next two two years or whatever it is. I can see that being one of the places that Artel looks to strengthen in the in January. And that's no dis that's no disrespect to Cartwright. Um but you know, I think you could make for the for the bang for your book, I think that's where you could probably look at making a big improvement. And you know, someone with a little bit of experience you know, to help lead that what is a relatively dodgy defence, let's be entirely mm. honest, is not going to necessarily be a bad one. How slow was Conte though yesterday with that blow? I know he was rapid, but Alex Hunt made up made up the yards. I was I was really surprised how 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 quickly he was shook off. I think you know, I the, think Conte's very in front. I think very Conte's very quick over a short distance. I think if you're running from inside somebody else's half to the byline, I think their winger just is just quicker than him. And I wouldn't expect any difference from a, a winger and a centre midfielder. Um, yeah, so but I think over sh- yeah, but over a shorter distance, Conte Conte's quicker. Um, but you know, you this this is a fair old slog. That I would say, I would agree with you about the goalkeeping situation. I think we've we've mentioned before about the defence being an issue, and one of the things you can do to solve that is get an experienced keeper, in which breeds a lot more confidence. Because as much as I like Cartwright, and I think he'll have a good career in front of him, it looks like he's a kid starting his career. Jack, I'm slightly worried to ask you because I don't think you were any better the, for the wear than Bruce. But what did you make of yesterday? And, uh, and then MK Dons. Yeah, I think MK Dons, the first half of MK Dons was the best sort of football I've possibly seen town play in my memory. Um, that might be being a little over dramatic, but it was just superb. I mean, particularly after the football we have been playing this season, like having a clear, uh, very clear from game one, you know, after one training session way that we're going to play and then backing that up at Oxford, albeit not to the quite the same sort of performance level, but, you know, with obviously the context of playing third third in League One. Um, it's very encouraging. I think, I think yeah, the game yesterday, there wasn't a lot in it. And, and yeah, as you guys say, I think their, their finishing and their pace um, was just, you know, a league above ours, basically. And that was a difference. And, um, but yeah, you know, I think, albeit not as effective as, say, that first half of Milton Keynes, you know, which was probably never going to be because of the opposition, you know, I, I think encouraged by, you know, Milton Keynes wasn't just a one-off in here's our brand of football against this opposition. I think clearly it's going to be the way that we play going forward. And it's just really nice to watch. And yeah, you know, just not having the centre-halves lump the ball up kind of aimlessly to Rose and then hope for the best. You know, I don't think over the two games we've done that once. And it's just, you know, football's an entertainment, right? You know, that's the product and it has been far more entertaining, albeit, you know, we've drawn one and lost one. But, you know, it's hard to go away and feel hard done by. Um, Yeah, good. Um, Cy Hodson said something to me yesterday saying that um, one of the problems Paul Hurst did was he was so he's so reactive to to who we were playing that we didn't necessarily have a style 
which mm. would probably lend itself to being the reason why we were so good in knockout games because we were dealing with what that one specific 90 minutes uh, and we were better prepared for it than others. But on, over the long term, a team doesn't necessarily have that sort of identity that it, it needs. But I was just, I've been mightily impressed. I thought we played well against Oxford. I thought MK Dons, we were, you know, it was a hell of a lot of more entertaining football, lots more give and go. Tempo was a lot quicker, stretch them, uh, compliments from them and from Oxford fans as well, saying that we were one of the better teams they've seen all season. So it bodes well. I think, you know, we've got a strike force that can score goals. It's just now making sure we've got a defence who can defend it. And I don't particularly have a massive, you know, yesterday, um, you know, the Conte one, it was just a, you know, a straight out foot race and he, he missed, messed it out. I think they made a mistake putting him that back at, at, you know, the last man, if he's the slowest we've got considering Alex Hunt, you know, made up, maybe he needs to be in there or somebody else needs to be there. And, um, and then the second one, I think there are some things we need to work on, but it was a decent ball in and a good header. So I don't, I don't know what else we can, we'll just need to work on them. I don't, I've been mightily impressed for a first week considering he hasn't won, which is probably the problem. Very Hurst-like. <laughs> He's got a full week this week as well, hasn't he? Um, which I think he'll be. I think he'll be pleased to have got those two games out of the way. Um, and he's building up to a home game as well, so he's not travelling on Friday. You know, it's. I, I think that uh, it'll be interesting to see. You know, his, his Blundell Park debut uh, as a manager, um, or certainly in the home. You know, as a home manager at Blundell Park. Um, now, obviously, we've got to bear in mind that it's not going to work every game, but there's, there's been a lot of games at Blundell Park where we've not been entertained. And I will be interested to see how they set up next Saturday after, like I say, a week on the training ground, because I think he said in his interview that I listened to this morning, um, he's not had a chance to do anything with set pieces yet. Um, and like Mike was saying, our set, what you were saying, our set pieces have been nothing short of appalling this year, which was very un-Paul Hurst-like. Um, but I think what had happened was we'd ended up with probably the workers in the team rather than the creative players and often the creative players are the ones that are better at set pieces um, and we'll uh, so we'll see maybe he'll have a little bit of time to, to plan something and we'll see Alex Hunt chatting to Luke Waterfall or uh, Mar or Rogers or whatever like he used to and then he'd put it straight onto his nut and we'd all celebrate It is good that he's got you know, that, that week now to get them on the training ground and, and drill some stuff into him because, you know, you, you listen to him and he, he talks about how he wants to play football and, you know, his philosophy and wanting to put a brand and an identity on us. Now, I think we're all screaming out for that. We just love to know what, what we're trying to do. And over the last week in, in parts without getting results, well, I'd say a, a draw away MK Don is a result to be fair. Um, but you, you can see that you can see what he has said. And the little time he's had, you can see changes towards that. So it'd be great for him to get that full week and try and get a lot more of his message over. But I think we also have to be cautious. It's going to take, it's going to take a while. It's going to, you know, he's going to have to bring some different players in that might want to play that way and what have you. So little steps, but what I've seen, what I've heard, um, what he says looks like what he does, if you know what I mean, if that makes sense. Um, and I also like the way he talks about upcoming games. He's more concerned about us than the opposition, which is just refreshing. Uh, yeah, exactly. I don't. I, I don't think I disagree with any of that. And it'll be nice to see what happens. He's a bit intense. That's that's all I would say at times. Yeah. If I think me and him, if I worked for him, I think I'd clash with him. I think after two weeks, I'm like, fuck off, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that would be my only problem. Hey, now this is how you do it. Just fuck off, leave me alone. It, um, one interesting thing is more about me than it does him, I guess. 
One interesting thing is he's come straight in and he's put put Hunt straight in and around this place, hasn't he? he and he talks well of well. him. So he's obviously done a bit of research or knows him from 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 looking at him before, and he seems to think he's the he could be the catalyst for for what he wants to do. Um so yeah, that's interesting. You can always, you know, when a new manager comes in and they instantly change a few things, you think, well, they they've done their own work and they know these players before they've come through the door. So I think that's what we talk about when we talk about clean slates, isn't it? You know, mm. Hunt hasn't really lived up to expectation yet, I would say. And Hurst, you know, not punishing him, but going, well, until you reach this particular level, you're not going to get a chance. And that can disillusion a play, player. And now he's got an opportunity to to do it. And I think he was, you know, I thought he did pretty well yesterday and he did really well against MK Dons. Uh, but he does look tight. He does look tiny against some players. He really does. And he was shook off the ball a couple of times yesterday, but no worse or no better than anyone else. Oxford were just a bit quicker and a bit stronger. I think that that could be a great, great thing for some of our, some of our more creative players, you know, having that, he very much looks like he's a sort of bloke that says, right, this is what I want you to do. And if you try and do it and it goes wrong, that's my fault, not yours. As opposed to maybe the constraints of, you know, keeping a shape um, and doing that side of things. Well, so I think Hunt could be the sort of player, uh, along with players like Ganua, that with that freedom to express themselves a bit more, not worry too much about the overall um, team performance, just do what I want you to do. I think he would, uh, players like Hunt and Ganua would probably benefit from that quite a lot. I thought Ganua played really well. Um, I've got to say though, Mark for that, you know, that second goal, he completely fucked that up yesterday when he lost the ball in the middle of the middle of the park for no particular reason. Um, and that was a, that was a big mess. And one of the reasons why the defense is so fragile at times, um, uh, Steve Tappin is already uh, wielding the scythe and he's asking, who do we get rid of in January? Um, <sighs> what the so, uh, it's not uh, that easy, is it? It's not that easy. No, as Mike, well, players, Ma- with- yeah. Mike is already whispering it. I, I think I think your, your big contracts, didn't we? Yeah, your biggest problem is centre backs. I think there's other problems, but I think that's your biggest issue. And the only covering centre back I've said this before is Waterfall. So you'd imagine Luke Waterfall, captain, being here a few years is on a fair wedge. So if you can move him out, because I think it might be time to. And as I've said before, I'm on record of you know, I love Luke Waterfall. I love what he's done, but now might be the time and try and use that to bring in one or two more probably two two more centre-backs to give us more options. Better quality there, but also the, the option to to rotate things. So I think that's where you could be looking. Um, and then there's one of a number that haven't haven't really impressed, have they? But as Bruce says, you can't just, it's not like a footy manager. You know, you can't just get rid of them. They've got contracts, they've got bills to pay, and if nobody wants to take them on. Yeah, we gave out some decent contracts in the summer, didn't we? I was having a look through Cod Almighty's contract tracker. Um, the other day, and um, we've got you know we've we've got quite a few of them on on two year two year deals. A lot of two years, weren't there? There was only a couple. There were only a couple of one year deals given out. I think. Um, so yeah, it's not going to be it's not going to be easy. I mean, you would imagine this is probably going to be Waterfalls last year with us, wouldn't you? Um, he's got, he's out of contract, so he might be whether we're happy to keep him as as a backup, you know, for the after January, or whether you give him the chance to go and try and find something else. Um, and and the others, but the others, a lot of them have, are under contract. Um, so he'll have to he'll have to manipulate things a little bit, won't he? And like you say, try and get get players out, and you know maybe pay a proportion of their contracts and stuff. You can't see too many of them. The ones that, when you when you where we are in the league, um, in League Two, you can't see too many of them going anywhere other than the, perhaps the National League. You can't see too many getting games at other League Two. Certainly not. The top of League Two, anyway. I wouldn't imagine. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if, if Jack has anything to on that, but I mean, I I do think with the contract lengths, um, 
I'm not too worried about some of them that are on three-year deals because I think nobody's set the world alight yet. But I, I still think some of those players that we have tied down for longer terms, I would be encouraged would probably come good. Um, so I'm, I'm yet to sort of fall into the camp of, look, we've wasted a load of money on a load of crap for three years. I, th- I think there's there's decent players there that I think could be assets over three years. Yeah, I, don't, I, I, I agree. I don't think there's any need to panic. Um, I, I'm still in the camp of the, the players we have this year are sort of technically significantly better than we had last year. And I, I think we've already seen in the last two games under the... Uh, Right, stewardship playing the way that actually suits their technical, you know, prowess. Um, I think we'll be fine. I don't think there's going to be many players that we've given you know, more than a one one year deal to that we're panicking about uh, in a year's time. We've got another we've got another game to look forward to. The, lo- the locals have anyway. Alex on Tuesday. Um, it's the youth team, isn't it? In the uh, FA Cup, which I think quite a few people I've spoken to seem to be going. I know I've moved sort of off the game there a little bit. What we were talking about, but I just remembered and. I think it'd be good to get a good crowd down there. Yeah, it'd be good as well because I mean it, it does tie in with with Artel, doesn't it? Because you know he's he's got a record for working in youth uh, youth football and and to try and get as many down there as we can is not only good for the club but also good for the for the youth team to be playing in front of crowds and maybe you know make it not so much of a big step forward. So um, if I was in Grimsby, I think it's reasonably priced. I'd be I'd be down there having a having a look at some of the lads that we might have coming through. So. Hopefully, a lot of us get down there. And there's a cash turnstile as well, I believe, which uh, Christine confirmed the other day, which 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 I think is a great idea because it means you can you can just rock up with your fiver or your three quid or whatever, and you, you don't have to you know it's you don't have to trail to the ticket office or you don't have to go onto your your online portal. And I don't even know if you can load your season ticket with that one, but you know you don't have to mess about like that. You can just rock up old school, pay pay your money, and in you go. So yeah. Yeah, so that should hopefully be a like I say, a decent crowd. And Forest in the third round of the uh, Youth Cup is, is a you know it's a challenge for the lads, but it's eleven v eleven, isn't it? And I don't see we, we our youth team seems to be as usual seems to be very competitive under Neil Woodson and his and his coaches. I'd be interested to know. Oh, I think Alex might be back now. People may have noticed we were filling a bit while Alex had some sound problems. I wasn't um, filling. That was me. That was my best. That was my best contribution, Mike. Yeah. I, I'm sure whatever you guys said was incredible. But has any Thank has you. Jack at least filled in the conversation when I said our oh, shit on Radio Humberside? Oh, what a magnificent! I'm, I'm, I'll tell the story. Has it not been told yet in the, in the ten minutes on Um and then, then I've got to, I've got to bounce because I've got to get on a train. But um, yeah, there was a, a few of us in the car. Alex kindly volunteered uh, to drop us back to Milton Keynes Station, so we had kind of twenty minutes of uh, waiting in the car park, you know, for for the traffic to to move. And uh, in said spell, uh, I think Alex was due to go on Radio Humberside as the. Uh, the fans forum after the game, but has to uh, you know, because he's a uh, sensible driver. Gave the phone in the car to Lloyd, who was uh, stepping in for for Mr. Green, and uh, at the exact perfect moment, the uh, phone decided to connect to the car, meaning Lloyd couldn't hear what was going on through the phone. Uh, before Alex realised what was going on, said the, the singular word "shit," uh, which was broadcast to millions on BBC Radio Hamza. And uh, a uh, poor Ollie had to apologise profusely for uh, the mishap. But it was one of them fantastically innocent, beautiful uh, happenings uh, that just brought pure, pure joy to the car for about the, the next twenty-five minutes. He was so proud because he rang me up to say, "Did you hear me swear on the radio?" And I was asleep. <laughs> uh, I'm like, uh, "What the?" 
nothing else. Alex doing ringing. I was like, hello. He went, did you hear me swear on the radio? <laughs> <laughs> he rang, he rang he me. I thought I was down. special. Yeah, I, I rang everybody. No one else cared. None of my family cared. So you must, you're my adopted family. So I had to ring you guys to say, look, did you hear? And then Jack had worked out that my uh, car says every text message that came in and then sent me a text that said, uh, and I'll make sure I copy it verbatim because I don't want to, in, you know, incorrectly. Legal, legal. Reasons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, uh, oh, he said, uh, nope, that's not the right one. You sent me as a text. Oh, how very old school. Um, he said, cock ticks wank ball poo. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say though, I, I did learn my lesson because unlike unlike MK Dons, you wouldn't give us a lift back to the station, so we had to get. I'm out. not going through Oxford. Get fucked. I'm not and, doing and, that. And I, I, I was waiting for Humberside to give me a call. And they gave me a call at ten to six, and I was in a cab with with five of them, and they're all going on about if they ring, we're all going to shout and swear in the background. So I had to tell them I was too busy. <laughs> it's brilliant it, it's been uh, it's been a fantastic week to be a town fan on so many levels um, <laughs> I, am, I am going to have to run chaps uh, I, I, I hope you enjoyed my uh, biannual cameo um, nice to see you we missed your face Jack we missed your face that's all mate uh, I've not done the hair <laughs> oh what <laughs> Right, I'll see you later then, mate. Have a great one. See Enjoy you your train. And then we've got, yeah, so there we go. Jack is here. Nice to see him hammered, um, which is great. Ben wants to know, when do you think we can expect Charles Vernon to be back in action? I it can't be far the now. Turn of the, they were saying the turn of the year back on the pitch, weren't they? I think they, they once he's back, he'll obviously have a lot of work to do to catch up with fitness, but they were talking about New Year a week or so ago. So um, I think, I think he'll be... To prove. But I think he'll be one of the players that will be really unleashed with how Dave Artel tries to play football. Um, you know, I think Charles Vernon is a Division Four footballer for a reason. He's not going to tear it up every week. But I think if you utilise him well <laughs> when he comes back, he could be one of the best assets we've had for a long time. Um, so Ooh, that's big. That's a big call. Yeah, it's all about opinions, isn't it? It's all about opinions. Oh yeah, no, I'm just saying it. I think it's a big. Call. When's the last? When's no, the I last I, real I good winger we've had? Name the last real good winger we've had. Well, you didn't say winger though. You didn't say winger though. You didn't say winger. You said you said the best asset we've had for a long time. Not you didn't say. Well, yeah, it's not goalkeeper though. Is you know what I mean? In like from in comparison to his position, I don't think. He's, I don't think. He stands, I don't think. He, I, don't think he stands out, I don't think he stands out from most of the others that we've had in the last five or seven. Not on a not on a regular basis. And if he doesn't do it on a regular basis, then he's not that big an asset, is he? In my opinion, I, I've got to agree with Bruce, but I am looking forward to seeing it. He has the potential. Well, you're wrong. Okay. So. <laughs> okay, we're we're wrong, Bruce. So well, last time Mike said last time I said Mike Mike said I was wrong. I was thrusted about the third shot into his hand yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> and you weren't wrong then, were you? So you know you've got a history of being right, and Mike should you know remember that. Um, I did no, say I hope potential. He does, I, 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 hope he come, I hope he does come good. You said assets because he he is definitely one of the players that when he was fit this season and our bad run started looked below way below what we expected of him mm. so I hope it does come good I just look I know he, he was coming back from knee injury in the summer as well though wasn't he but yeah oh, brilliant good so we've got another six months of that then have we great yeah we got a, he's coming back from injury you know well, well good. I wonder if Darren Anderson's busy yeah Jesus Christ don't worry it'll be it'll be good next season Bruce that's the thing it'll be it'll be his year no but he's an asset he's, he's an asset when he's fully fit He's, so he's got the potential last, to be one of the best assets we've got. 
that's not a fucking that's not anything to crow about at the moment jesus right uh, but um uh, i <laughs> Um, I think we, you know, I, I've really enjoyed the way we've played. I, it's been actual nice, entertaining football. Hurst very felt, and as, trying to not be disparaging to the guy because he's, you know, what he did really worked. But there wasn't that level of quick passing, moving. You know, 2015, 2016, it was beautiful. It really was. And you had some players who just were in tune with one another. But I feel like Paul Hurst's football was a bit, receive the ball from an easy pass, stop, look up pass and that was it you know for 13 passes before we lost the ball at least in the last couple of days you've seen the players confident enough to be able to you know take the ball flick it on with a quick move as you know as you're looking for the overlaps you're looking for the runners we were finding space behind the guys we found it actually relatively easy to get the ball from defence to attack against Oxford and I know I'm hoping amongst hopes that that's going to be what we can see and this league is so tight we're what? How how far are we off the playoffs? Like eight points or something ridiculous like that? Or am I over-exaggerating? But it's, you know, you've got, you don't have too many points until we're in mid-table and we're looking up rather than looking down. And by the end of December, we could be, you know, back to it, a couple of additions and everyone's like, hey, here we go, you know, someone's pulling out a promotion train again. It's it's that quick to change it. Look, we're, we're in a position at the minute, I think, with this league that you, you come out of Christmas into the new year and you've had a few good results. You can be looking on it and thinking, well, like what were we all on about? You know, it, that's how that's how this league is this year, and that's how the Christmas period is. The games come quicker, quick and fast. And if we can get on a bit of a run into the Christmas period, you know, you're getting three points one day, three points two days later, three points two days after that. It you can soon build up a momentum. Um, and I think with how he wants to try and play football, and with this squad, if they can start getting some results together, I think they'll grow in confidence, which we've mentioned before. Um, so yeah, it's you know what, Mike? You are absolutely right. Bang on. It's almost like I said something similar like two minutes ago. Uh, completely agree with you. <laughs> I was trying. I was trying to make the point that when they come quick Assets. and fast, and you, and you get a few results, that the confidence will grow. And I think that's the biggest issue we've had is is <laughs> them guys not having the confidence. Bruce, do you think, think they've got confidence now? I think it'll be t- uh, not well defensively. No, not after listening to this. No, and then having said that, the way that they finished yesterday, no. So no, there's a long way to go, like 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 Mr. Artel says. Um, but I just going back to your thing about the run and the games, we have got I think we've got two fairly winnable home games coming up. Um, or you games that I would fancy us to win. Um and then you've got I think you've got Mansfield away, you've got three, you've got Salford away in December, and there's one more. Um, Newport which is not a happy I know we, I think we won there last year but that was about the only time I can ever remember us winning at Newport so I think it's going to be quite it's going to be if we get on if we get on a good run I think it's going to be quite well earned because I don't think we're particularly you know Mansfield's not going to be an easy place to go on Boxing Day um, and like I say the other two Newport and Salford um you know they're not they're not easy they're not the easiest of places to go. So I hope we can start to get a bit of a run together. And I think I think Saturday is quite a big game for us because I think we really in his third game I think we could really we get do we get in the monkey off the back? You know we're playing better, but I think we need to win that on Saturday at home, especially with like I say, then only one of the next four games is at home. I think the next I think the next three games 
are eminently winnable. Up until the 23rd of December, I think we've got an opportunity. And then you think we're what? We're four games at the moment in the league without defeat. You know, we take an opportunity to beat Crew, which I think we should, and we should do, you know, I, I, I think I agree with you, Bruce. It's a, it's an important game that we start, you know, getting these wins. Newport, I know you say it's not a happy hunting ground, but they are absolutely terrible at the moment. Harrogate at home. And then you've got, you know, potentially three games, then you've gone to seven games without a defeat as you go into Mansfield on Boxing Day, where, you know, everyone's up for it a little bit more. Salford away is always one of those weird ones. I think you've got a bit of an opportunity at the moment to to start putting some together before we get to sort of AFC Wimbledon and Notts County on the 6th and the 13th of Jan. Can I just wish Ramsgate, I think it's Ramsgate, uh, good luck tomorrow because I really want that to be Wimbledon and it's not looking very hopeful on the 6th of January. Um, I've got no game for Maisie and I haven't been to Wimbledon and I would like to go, please. So if you're from, um, I think it's Ramsgate, if you're from Ramsgate, please, please beat the one balls tomorrow so that I can, my dream can come true. In the old days, I would have written to somebody, but I'm not going to do that. I uh, Someone, uh, the Football Ramble, whoever the guy on there said, um, Robbie Savage is the worst radio, BBC radio DJ, uh, radio person the BBC has ever had. I was like, well, he's at least the th- second worst. Can we at least <laughs> agree on the second? since you mentioned him Bruce Mike what were you going to say I was only going to you've sort of drifted off it now but I was just going to make the point that everything you say about the Christmas period and, and, the, and the games you're then into a transfer window and it'd be interesting to see how he goes about in the transfer window I think pre-match he mentioned that he'd spoken to Joe Hutchinson already about how far they are uh, down the line with a lot of the the targets they're in for so I, I think January is going to be an interesting time as well because uh, I get the sense from the appointment it's not this manager now comes in and brings all the players he wants. It is still the collaborative as the club are going to identify who they think. And then the manager has the final say. So that, that'll be interesting to see how we, how we do there. But you would imagine if the play, if the style of plays change, then the type of player we're looking for in, in some areas has changed. And, uh, poor old Joe might be like, Oh no, I've all that work I've done. And now you're not, and now you're not interested in player X or player Y. Well, the opinion I get, Bruce, the opinion I get is the reason they've gone down this route is because that's his way is how they want to play. And obviously that's always going to be slightly different um, with each manager. But Jason's spoken awful lot about identity and how we play football and and talked about that. So I would think surely that that message would have got through to Joe Hutchinson, who, you know, won't be an idiot. Well, when he gets told that, he'll look for players which match that sort of specification. So I think it's more... The appointment as well as being a good one on the football side, it does look like it's a more joined up um, thought process around player recruitment and and manager uh, and recruitment specialists, etc. I think it, it just looks a more joined up process because I don't oh, think definitely. the style they wanted to play is not Paul Hurst's style. So I think the problem is Paul Hurst got players that don't do well the way he wanted to play. And I think that's half the problem with what we've had this season. Joe Mooney's... Yeah, think- Joe, sorry, Joe Mooney's no, quote quite right you said could crew could potentially go second if they win at the weekend how good do you think we do you think we are I, I might be well downplaying crew's chances but um i see it as a, a winnable game and i think the crew fans i've spoken to which i've done over the last couple of weeks because of artel are a little bit nervous about facing him they're not necessarily as nervous facing callum Ainley, but um they're a bit nervous about facing artel at least yeah i think uh, i think i think as you say the the way that they i think what they, what they're trying to do is they're trying to Make it, aren't they? So that if if in three years' time, Artel moves on, the club's got a structure and it's got a way of doing things that 
that Sean Pearson or Ayan other takes over and things don't change, you know, uh, and, and things don't really, don't, don't really change the, you know, the players, we're not going to be ripping up the, you know, we're not going to be, oh shit, we've got Alex Hunt on a seven year, seven year contract and he's, you know, he's no longer wanted by the new manager because Alex Hunt is going to fit into the playing style uh, for example, that, 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 we're, that we're looking to do. So I think I think that's what they're trying to do, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, uh, we, we've said before, you see a manager go in League Two and then, and we've seen it before when we've had summer transfer windows with 15 players leaving and 16 coming in. I don't think that's at all sustainable for any form of progression or building anything. So I think you, you're quite right. They just want, this is how we play. These are the sorts of players we want and the manager will obviously be qualified and a good manager, but he will also fit into that. So we don't lose David Artel in two years' time and a, a Russell Slade comes in and says, right, get rid of all these players that like the football. We'll get some big ones in. You know, it just doesn't work. So I, I, that's why I like the appointment. It looks more long-sighted than than if you look at it just on the face of it as well. Uh, I, I don't want to drag us back a little bit, but I would, I'd like to emphasise exactly, I think, how important these next couple of, you know, this Christmas period of games are, because I think it does change who you can get in the in January. Because if you can at least find yourself to where, what, where could we be? Sort of 13th, 14th, you know, that is sort of seven points away from where we are now. If we can get into that position, then it's a, it's a different proposition to go to players with rather than a club that is, you can sell them the story that we're going in the right direction, but the league table doesn't suggest that. Um, you know, and I think when you're a player and you've got quite a few offers in, you 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 immediately quickly filter ones out. So, I think in the next couple of months, if we can get some games to get, you know wins together and pushes up the table, I think that's a really important part of where you know Artel can start pulling him in. And at the same time, I think it's a really good time to bring him in because he's got a month to assess the players he's got and look for those alternatives as well. What are you going to say? You're not going to, want, you're not going to want to go to a club that where you might be playing in the National League next year, are you, if you think you're a Football League player? No, unless you're a Scunny team in which we could have a look and see if we could potentially pick any of their players and do what they've done to us for the last 10 years without, without being able to afford it. Mike, what were you saying? I was just going to say, you're right. It just makes it an instantaneous, easier conversation to have with a player. You know, if you're, even if you're only four points better off, but you're seven, seven places better up, it's just an easier conversation. And I think it changes pretty quickly because what? We're three points off 16th. So, you know, if we can, you know, jump a couple of places immediately, it starts looking easier and, and far better. Um, Chris Billings just wanted to, Billingham wanted to say off the pitch, it's good to see Debbie Cook has been rewarded for her work uh, with her move to the EFL. Yep, Debbie Cook, for those of you who don't know, the CEO has um, been um, been offered a position and taking it at the EFL. Uh, it'll be interesting to see who the new CEO appointment can, he'll be brought in by the club. I don't, um, it'll be interesting to see as well. And I don't necessarily think, you know, like Debbie, it, it might well be from outside of the world of football. It's about operations and how they galvanize the, the workforce and bring it in. And it'll be interesting to see which way they go. Um, but you know, I don't know if you've, anyone's got a good boss locally, then, you know, maybe suggest they, they, they go in for it. Just me. Okay. No, yeah. C- congratulations to Debbie. I think that's uh yeah, it's a great move for her. Uh, and it's a great move for the club as well. It shows the club, obviously, um, if its staff are getting poached to go higher up, it obviously shows something's going well. So, yeah, well done, her. And it, and it open, opens up a new door in the uh, Sam Tries um, marketplace, doesn't it? <laughs> CEO he from He is, and no disrespect to turnstile operators, but he is turnstile operator level. He is not CEO level, let's be honest. Not having him, you know. But Josh. Yeah, well, yeah. Wondering why, you know. Nigel Farage is allowed to book the McMenemy suite again. <laughs> <laughs> 
if we've um, if we've drifted sort of off the football now, one thing I'd like to say, I, I really enjoyed yesterday and it was great. I had a couple of people that, that listened to the pod come up and say hello. And uh, I think, that, forgive me if I get his name wrong, but Rich that uh, biked to the pub yesterday, I had a nice chat with him. So yeah, hello to everybody that came and said hello. It was nice to nice to meet him. It was really nice. They just wanted to make sure you weren't a hologram and you were really there. <laughs> well, that's what happens at games, Mike. What, yeah, Bruce has been talk, telling us all the time. to other fans. I was just saying, it was nice. Hello. Great no, to it see is you. nice. Wait, no, we couldn't take the piss. No, you're right. Sorry, it sorry, Alex. You started that, Alex. It's usually green. And, and, and I got sucked, and I got sucked, I got sucked in. And uh, I'm sorry, Mike. That was, that was unnecessary. Ben Hill says, Mike missed a big time, McMahon. Uh, so right, there well, you go. <laughs> it's just nice that people just come and say hello. That's all I'm saying. Arrogant arsehole. That's what we say, isn't it, Bruce? Right, how right. arrogant you was all that? Don't come and say hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen to that, Bruce. Listen how aloof he is. Thinks he's above it uh, all and better I, than everyone. I, I, I could I could have had 20 people say hello to me yesterday. And I, I, won't, I, won't, I won't talk about it today because I can't remember it. You did. They said, hello, sir. Would you like some assistance? There were a few town fans. <laughs> I, I remember the kind people helped me up off the floor when when when, when H tripped me up. <laughs> And um, yeah, it was um, it was nice. It was nice, and then you know, gave out all those stickers. So hopefully, you'll see them around. Mike's been putting them on the Northern Line. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's good. I don't know what else to say. I'm I'm stuffed with cold, if you can probably tell. So I'm dying. So good night. It was cold us. yesterday, wasn't it? It was cold yesterday. It was it was it. It wasn't 2013 Wrexham cold FA Var, FA Trophy final. No, and it wasn't cold. Real cold. We've, we've had a few games, haven't we? But no, it, it, it wasn't. It wasn't that cold. But it I wore just gloves. felt. I I tried to rummage around through uh, the wife's drawers before I left the house, and uh, where my where my where, where, where my hat my, my hat and gloves live. But it was a bit dark, and I couldn't really see where I was going. So I I left the house hat and gloveless. <laughs> there were so many innuendos in that. That that was incredible. I don't know. What, I, I don't know what you're referring to, Alex. I, I assumed, Bruce, you were a bit like the uh, chef on the Titanic who kept his alcohol level up and survived in the bitter, bitterly cold Atlantic Ocean for longer than anybody else because he, you know, downed a bottle of whiskey. Because he had his beer skin on. <laughs> yeah, there was definitely some beer skin yesterday. But yeah. like I say, yes. We move um, on, we move on. Crew at home and I, and I won't be that pissed. And then Christmas. Everybody got their tree up yet or is it just me? No. No. When does yours go up? 24th? I today. Uh, Mike's done it. First um, weekend of December usually, isn't it? And yeah, but, Bruce, have we not gone some have you not sort of fashioned some sort of GTFC advent calendar for us? No, but I did see a good advent calendar today. Uh, we went to one of Claire's aunties and she got this advent calendar that was jigsaw puzzles and you got a separate little puzzle every day for the twenty four days and then it made one big puzzle. We could do that. That would be quite cool. And it was that picture of um it was the one that was naked. Gavin Hollihan with the uh, playoff trophy. Mary <laughs> Yeah, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Joseph with his mobile phone out with a torch on, so they could see what they were doing. <laughs> oh, I think I we're I think we're into that ten minutes at the end of the pod where we just need to sort of say that we're off and it's done. We're done. Is, well, there any, is there any more messages? No, not really. Is anyone listening today? Is there anyone there? Yeah, there's people here. But I think is it less than hundred. Is it yeah. is it less than hundred this week? It is less than a hundred. Oh, Andrew Matthews oh. says. Do we like this year's retro kit? Yes. Bruce does. I, I think it's great. Uh, and what about you, Mike? Any opinion? It is good. <laughs> good. Great. Probably. <laughs> Fucking hell. Okay. Well, thank you all so yeah. much for joining us. It was as painful for you as it was for us. Uh, and um, 
Daniel Lewis says, I'm a celeb is coming on. So fuck off. See you later. Um, and thank you all very, very much for listening. Thank you for everyone who got an order in uh, on the prints. Really appreciated. Lovely gift for anyone at Christmas. Uh, and, you know, I might even stick some of those Artel stickers in there as well if you want one. So go to the podcast and, and get them. Mike, you have a question. Yes, the respectable bloke at the back. Can I have some more Artel stickers, please? No, you took loads of them. Well, I know. I put a load of them all over the place <laughs> yesterday. Right. Get yourselves down to Bundle Park on Tuesday and support the youth. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, of course. They're playing Forest, aren't they? Yes. I did mention it earlier. You did. I, you? I just I just wanted to leave it in people's minds to get themselves down there. It's only a Tuesday. five or three quid. Three quid for kids and the bar's open. Bar's open, a fiver to get in. Tuesday, seven o'clock kickoff, is it? I believe so, yes. So the, you'll all be home ready. You know, the kids will be, be home for nine o'clock-ish, as long as there's no extra time. Well, we do like doing. extra time in a knockout game. We really do. Thank you all so much for coming. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we shall see you very shortly uh, and have a good weekend. Bye-bye. Open wide for some soccer! And now the shipping forecast issued by the Met Office on behalf of the Maritime and Coast Guard Agency at 1130. Go! 1130. I don't think I've ever wanted to be on a stand more than my life around there. They're going crazy. Hey, they got fancy here with the fish flying about. There's no tomorrow. What a bunch of fucking people!